Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners. And all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and also highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Good morning. I am excited to talk about self-care. Let me just pull up my notes. So yesterday we talked about eating and how to navigate, you know, working from home and when you've got food all around you and how to feel less anxious about it. And if you have any questions, please let me know and I would be happy to answer those. I want this, um, as people do tune in, I want this to be a conversation. So if you have any questions at all, they will pop up on my phone or they should at least, and I'll be able to answer those. I would love to answer them to make this a conversation. So self-care, this is a topic that I feel like we hear all the time. It's like so overused and, and I kind of hate that, but at the same time being realistic, there is a reason for why it's used so much. And it is a really, really helpful concept to consider. And so with that said, I want to share some ways to address your, your self-care and to make it actually be care for yourself. And, um, and yeah, it, this is uh, this is something that can really help make the most out of this time, this transition. Help you, um, you know, be able to do all the things that you want to do and need to do, and to help keep your mental health doing, you know, keeping up with that because that's important. Um, it's hard. It's hard for us to deal with transitions, and it's hard for us to to cope with change, and especially all the uncertainty. It's super overwhelming, and so. Some of the things that I talk about today are, are, are things that can really help you to be able to, um, make the most out of, out of this and to feel your best. So if you're tuned in, I'm curious to see where you're joining me from. And also if you're working from home, so please comment, uh, what you're doing. And I would love to see where everybody is, is joining, uh, from. So, Hey, Heather. So I do want to acknowledge we'll be talking about these different aspects of of our lives and our well-being and know that each aspect is different. I'm I'm kind of I'm toying with this idea of like adding or subtracting. And this is not a means of like one is better than the other. One is positive. The other is negative. No, this is just about do I add in more of something or do I start to kind of take away some of these things that I'm doing to improve my mental health and my well-being? And so I want that to kind of be in the back of your mind as, as you're listening and kind of thinking through this, because that's going to be really helpful to be able to know like what to do moving forward. So each area is going to be different and you'll, um, I'll talk about different areas of our 
of our of our health and well-being that we can address. And um, even each day or throughout the day, what you do could be different. Maybe maybe certain times of the day, maybe in the morning doing one thing is going to be beneficial, but doing the exact opposite is going to be helpful later or the same thing today versus tomorrow. All of those things, it's okay. Keep in mind that there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's just about listening to your body and I will teach you how to do that a little bit and doing what's going to be you know, reducing your anxiety and stress and to help you be able to get what you need to get done and to feel better about it. And that's kind of the end end goal here. It's important to feel, to reduce or to like take away that judgmental talk going on in our head. So if you do feel that coming in, acknowledge it, take a deep breath and say the opposite of that or just you know try to put something else in your mind because that judgmental talk doesn't help us make any changes um, that are beneficial for us so recognize that and um, recognize what helps and what adds stress what's enjoyable for you and then to remember your remind yourself to give yourself grace and i think that's something that's really important however you would define that Give yourself space to practice different things, to learn, to not do it perfectly, and to be okay with feeling like it's not perfect. All of those things are really important because once you start putting restrictions or expectations or um, other, other aspects that would kind of force you to go one certain way or to feel certain things, that's not going to be helpful. Again, that non-judgmental side is so, so important. And it's hard. I'm going to acknowledge that it's hard and it takes introspection and it takes time and that's okay. Give yourself space to not be perfect with that as well and that's okay. So I want to talk about connection. I want to talk about sleep and rest. I want to talk about eating or really cooking. And I want to talk about media. I want to talk about movement. And then I want to talk about meditation last. So hopefully this will be a little bit of a quick-ish video. So connection. Now is such an interesting time where maybe you're not going into the office, where you're surrounded by people. Maybe you're not able to... Um, have plans that you had planned out. I've had to cancel plans this week, um, as I'm sure everybody has. And you're not able to communicate or uh, have those connections with people outside of your own household. And that's, that's hard. So I think this time can be a great opportunity to to really think about the people that you want to keep in your life and that you want to communicate with, the ones that you want to check in on. And to go and do that. Text text a friend, call a friend, do the same with a family member or somebody that you know who might be lonely because they live alone or you know them and you know about their history with depression or, or intense or just any feelings of sadness or if other things are going on in their lives that, that might be um, a good opportunity to check in with people. Also, if you have family members, friends, anybody around who might be sick, quarantined, or also um, is is old, and because of their age, they're at a higher risk of of getting um, really sick, and therefore needs to stay at home. Check in to see how they're doing. Those restrictions and just just the fact, just knowing that you can't leave your house, and that and the same thing goes with people who 
we're living in areas that are forced to be inside. I know in San Francisco, like everybody has to stay at home. And just the fact of knowing that you can't leave your house, especially if you're in an apartment where you don't have an opportunity or a place to go outside, just knowing that you can't is so overwhelming on its own. And that can add to a lot of confusion and stress and negative feelings um, that are totally warranted and, and it's okay to feel those feelings. But at the end of the day, again, like I've said before, my business coach asks, how does that serve you? So to think about how those feelings, those frustrations serve you, do they just make you angry and do they just make you feel frustrated and feel like you can't and don't want to do anything? Then it's time to talk some, to somebody about it or to kind of find small ways to reframe that to make Make it more um, beneficial for you and and to do that so it's okay to feel those feelings but the longer that we feel them the less benefit that they give us um, and that could negatively impact us another thing that I wanted to bring up is giving back so the same thing if you have family members or friends or somebody that you know who's not able to leave their house then check in with them and see if there's any way that you can help them out, whether it's to make food for them, whether it's to just call them, FaceTime, Skype, find a way to, to, to see them or, um, you know, run errands for them or organize a delivery of, of food for them. Um, there's a lot of people who might not have internet or might not know how to, to use it because, internet is is its own thing and if if you didn't grow up with it then maybe it's something that isn't intuitive for you as it might be for for you who are watching because you're watching a video on Facebook uh so the the next part that I wanted to talk about is sleep and rest so this is something that I think is going to be really different from us maybe day to day um, individually all of those things and and I think it's something that's really important to recognize so as you can see hopefully you can tell that my hair is wet I ended up sleeping in longer than I had planned because I just you know those moments when your alarm goes off and it just throws you off because you're in you know a deeper REM cycle or a deeper sleep and you're just not ready to go get up now could be the perfect time to honor that feeling and to take a tiny bit more time whether it's just sleeping in for a couple more minutes or even longer than that obviously if you have to stick to a schedule for work whether you, if you actually need to leave the house to go into work or you have to be logged in at a certain time, that's important to keep in mind. We don't want any, any issues there. But if you are in a position where you can be flexible, don't feel shameful about, about doing so. This is a great opportunity to put your health and your well-being ahead of other things and without having it be this negative um, outcome or without it being, you know, negatively impacting your job. And this is just a great excuse and take advantage of it if you can and if you want to. Um, so the same thing goes if you're craving a nap or if you're just exhausted and have the opportunity to take a nap, go ahead and do it. This is a good, again, you're working from home. You probably have more time during the day since, since 
evening activities are probably off the table. Um, this is a good opportunity to kind of spread out your workday if you can or if you need to, or to just be, you know, get things done and then have more free time and that could incorporate naps. So again, lots of different ways to address this. And then on the flip side, if you do find it helpful to maintain your schedule after having given yourself the space to not, I think that's a really important key because you might and and to pay attention to your feelings and and to look into why you're deciding these things it's very well that you could be deciding i have to stick with my schedule because i'm never going to be able to go back to it if i go off of it or if it's rooted in fear it's time to kind of stop and slow down and challenge yourself to give yourself space to um to try something different i think that's really really important um, and I see a couple people jumping on and jumping off. If you're jumping on, I would love to see who, who you are and where you're joining me from. Okay. So the next aspect that I want to talk about is eating. And this is not a eat less, eat more. This is a eat intuitively and really focus on cooking. I, so I talked about this yesterday and I think this is an awesome opportunity um, to keep in mind that this can be a great opportunity to cook more at home. I know a lot of people like to cook and want to cook more. And so this is a good opportunity to do that. Oh, hey, Judy. Yay. You, you said where you're from. I'm glad to see you joining in. Um, and another thing too, uh, this is totally off topic, but if there's a better time for me to do these, let me know. Cause I am working from home. I've got a number of things I need to do but not necessarily a timeline. So I'm willing and would be happy to, to move this around if there's a better time that works for you. So again, going back to food and eating, I think um, we'll get into it. And then I think I talk about it in a couple of, um, in a little bit about like movement. And sometimes, you know, our bodies need different amounts of food based off of our movement and a lot of other factors. And so, you know, listen to your body. If you're hungry, eat if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat, but sometimes you want to eat and that's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. And then that way you're able to then um, recognize the cues as well as your feelings and um, your hunger sensations. And then also to be able to make choices based off of that. So those are a couple of things to keep in mind kind of on the base. But again, eating and cooking. I think it's super important if you if you like me are looking at this as an awesome opportunity to cook more, to spend more time in the kitchen, maybe to bake, to do some fun things. And then you have those times where like you had planned on something and you're really excited about it, but then it comes down to it and you've lost that excitement. You're exhausted. You just, you have no desire to go into the kitchen and to be standing for an hour or whatever, to be chopping and doing all of those things. That's okay. Take um, that into account and, and try something different. I said this yesterday, highly recommend buying food like convenience foods and comfort foods. So those, whatever those are for you, have something that you don't have to prepare that you can still eat. And that's going to make life a lot easier and more enjoyable for you. And the reason why this is so important is when you f have fewer, op f when I'm trying to think how to say this, 
Give me one second. So forcing yourself to do things usually leads to feeling like negative feelings about it, to like not feeling excited about things, to have feelings of dread. All of those feelings come together to then lead you to not want to do something long term. So when we talk about sustainability, which is something that's really important when it comes to cooking, for example, if you force yourself to cook every night, no matter what, to find a way to make it work, and it's something that you dread, it's something that puts you out, you absolutely hate it, you're not going to want to continue to do that. Even if the food is good, when you actually get in the kitchen, there are parts of it of it that you enjoy. It's still kind of shrouded in that negativity. It's shrouded in that dread, and that's going to affect what you do moving forward. So to help you not feel that, it's important to, to you know, take those opportunities to make it really easy when you want to or when you need to. And highly, highly recommend stocking up on foods just in case you get sick, just in case a lot of people around you get sick and things are shut down and and you're encouraged to not leave the house. Obviously, grocery stores probably won't be um, closed, but good timing, Judy. Yeah, totally. Restaurants in in San Diego where Judy lives have been banned from seating dining, but takeout and delivery are options. So yeah, and that's, and that could be something that moves around. I know in Washington, my parents live in Washington and, um, and the same thing there, even the whole entire state, not just the Seattle area, all restaurants are banned from seating. And so I talked about this yesterday. It, if you don't like cooking and if you want to patronize, um, is that the right word to to main to continue to support restaurants? Takeout and delivery are great options. Um, and so again, having a lot of different options available to you are going to be really helpful to so you don't get super bored with things. So you don't feel like you're eating the exact same thing all the time. And just to practice this self care. So I don't need to talk any more about this. I don't think. But if you have any questions about it, let me know. Um, so yeah, lots of options is, are, is good. And then now I want to talk about media. So this can be social media. This can be the news. This can be news podcasts. This can be, and not even just about the virus going around and the current state of the economy and all of those things, but just also seeing people saying like, this is what I'm doing with my kids. This is what I'm doing with my food. And If any of that makes you feel overwhelmed, if any of that makes you feel inadequate, I mean, gosh, just outside of not even just right now, like all the time, if you follow social media accounts or if you follow anybody who talks about things in a way that that just kind of make you feel icky or make you feel like you're not doing enough and that's a constant thing, if it's not empowering to you, and let me preface this with, If like shaming and guilting people into doing something is not empowering, let's, let's put that on the table and recognize that any of that is not empowering. So if you do feel like, um, what you see on social media is not empowering, go ahead and unfollow people or mute people. I know we all have people in our, that we personally know and maybe people that we see in real life a lot and then see them on social media and, 
what they post just does not sit well with us. I've, I've done it myself and I've muted people that I care about because I just can't, I can't watch it. It makes me mad. I get frustrated. And, and I also have those moments of I'm not doing enough. I'm not eating this certain way. And I'm a dietitian who thinks that dieting is like the worst thing ever. And I still feel those feelings. So it's important to recognize that we're all in a place where we can be affected by that at certain times or, or a lot of the time. And that's okay. But your well-being and your health is most important and they're not going to know. If it's a big account and you unfollow them, they're not going to know. If it's somebody you know in person, uh, mute them so you don't see it and they don't see that you've unfollowed them. Um, I think that's really important. So take stock of how it makes you feel. Give yourself permission to stay away and, and maybe put your phone in the other room so you're not checking it all the time. I My usage is definitely going up. Um, and that's an important thing to recognize, but also not to feel like you have to make changes, just to be aware of how it's affecting you. And if it affects you negatively, then try to find ways to, to use less of it and um, to, you know, maybe replace it with other things that are engaging with your hands too. I feel like that's some, sometimes something that we uh, want to replace. Okay. Now I want to talk about movement. So... I, probably a lot of us are are not able to do what we normally do. Obviously, with work, maybe you belong to a gym or you go to classes that you really like, and those are closed. The gym that I go to and that has classes that I love is closed. They closed yesterday. They're going to be closed for two weeks, maybe longer. And maybe you're, we're, a lot of us are in that position where we're not able to do what we typically do. Take a deep breath. It's okay. This is an opportunity to slow down. Like I said, this is an opportunity to add more or to back off. And so it's important to listen to our bodies. And at the end, we'll kind of go over some ways to do that um, and to listen to our feelings about certain things. I'm, I'm not doing any at-home workouts right now that might and, and, and very well could change. There's so many options online. Um, I really like going for walks. I've, I find them to be beneficial for me to kind of like clear my head, to get lost in a book or a podcast, to enjoy the vitamin D in the sun. It's nice in Salt Lake today, um, but tomorrow it's supposed to rain. For me, going on walks is really therapeutic, and that's something that I look forward to. And because of that, I incorporate those. Some days I'll be able to go on a couple. Other days I won't be able to go on them at all, and that's okay. But recognize that movement in any way is beneficial. But on the flip side, if if you had been doing something that was pretty intense and you're just done, you're exhausted, you need a break, rest is really good too. Rest is actually important for our bodies to recover, for our immune systems to stay strong. Again, rest is important for our immune systems to stay strong. And also it's important for us as part of the process of like, um, increasing our cardiovascular abilities, uh, you know, our, um, like our cardio to be able to do that also with weightlifting to be able our bodies need rest to be able to build those muscles to make us stronger and so rest is 100% an option here so kind of think about how you feel how your body reacts if you feel like you have to exercise because again just like sticking with the schedule if you feel like you have to exercise because you're going to lose it or you're not going to feel motivated to continue after things get 
back to being more normal, then that's something to be aware of. And it's something to, to think about and to, and to maybe make some changes because making decisions based off of fear is not helpful for us. And it adds a lot of stress and anxiety to our lives. Okay. So meditation is another thing too. If you're feeling anxious, meditation is a great way to, to kind of slow down and, and to, um, take our minds off of all of that and just be present. So since I'm on my phone, I'm not going to be able to show you, but, um, stop, breathe, think is an app that I use. I learned about it when I was in, um, when I was in school, one of my professors encouraged us in like a holistic class even. So um, highly recommend that. There's a free and then a paid version. I choose the free version. There's lots of options. But one aspect about that app that I really like is that you can um, check in. So there's an option to check in and then you can go through a list of feelings and say how you're feeling and then it'll give recommendations on what to do to help you with that. So you're feeling anxious, you're feeling uh, stressed, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling all of those different things. It'll tell you some things that you can do to help to help address that. And remember meditation is a practice. You're not going to get it right the first time or the fifth time and it takes a lot of um, a lot of practice to find benefits from it and that's okay. Well, I guess like overall more long-term benefits, but in the moment it can be really helpful even if it is your first time. Okay. So now I uh, maybe I should have gone over this in the beginning. So I talked about the eating intuitive eating workbook yesterday and I want to do another activity through here. So I talk about checking in with your body and listening to your body, but oh my gosh, we're especially as women, we're trained to not do that. And um and because it's so ingrained in society and everything, what do we do? What how do we do that? So there's an activity in this um, in this book that talks about perceiving your heart rate. And I think this is a really great activity to practice just to see and to check in with your body. So essentially what you do, and you can probably find it online, but essentially what you do is you monitor your heart rate and you can't see because I'm holding my phone, but on, on, you can either monitor your pulse, um, right up here and I'm losing the terms that it's been a while since I've done my anatomy classes, but you monitor your brachial artery. No, I don't know. I think that's on your wrist or you could do it on your brachial artery on your wrist. Um, if you know, please tell me because I'm sure I'm wrong. So monitor your heartbeat and count that for 15 seconds and close your eyes, relax, um, find a nice quiet spot and do that. And then what you would do next is turn that into feeling it and experiencing it. So again, sitting really as quietly as you can, um, there's construction or something going on outside. So it's not very quiet right here, but, um, but yeah, find a nice quiet spot, relax, take lots of deep breaths and carotid. Thank you, Judy. Yep. That's why we have to, you're a nurse, aren't you? <laughs> um, okay. So take a deep breath and try to find your heartbeat, um, in your chest without physically feeling it and, and see what happens again. It might take some time. It might take some practice to figure it out. Um, but it's a really good, 
it's a really good activity to really tune into your body and that can help you recognize other sensations in your body. So highly, highly recommend that. It's really helpful. Um, and there's lots of other ways to tune into your body. And if you have any questions, you're free to ask me those later. So that is really it. Um, oh, actually, no. So take that a step farther. What do you do with all of this information? So spend some time taking note of the feelings that you're feeling. Take some time to keep track of what you're doing. Write it down. Keep it in a mental bank. Keep Just keep an idea of how you're feeling with what you're doing like before, during, and after. Again, the same thing with food that we talked about yesterday. So keep an eye on that. And then think you know, about your immediate reaction to deciding to go out for a walk, to cook dinner, to blah, 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 whatever else. Um, and so, yeah, it's a good activity to keep in mind uh, your body and how you react to things. And then also ways to you know make the most out of this and to learn when it's time for you to kind of rev up and do more and when it's time for you to calm and slow down that's really important so also this is going to be helpful for you i highly recommend watching these videos uh starting with yesterday's then today's then tomorrow's because um they're kind of building on each other and tomorrow we're going to be talking about what to do when you're feeling bored and recognizing these self-care practices and when to again rev up speed up or when to slow down is going to be really helpful to help you like decide how to spend your time because there's a lot of options and um they will definitely not all be beneficial for your mental and health and well-being so um take some time and think about these things reach out if you have any questions if you want to dive any deeper i do have some i do have some my schedule open for one-on-one clients if you want to just jump right in and and dig deeper with this take advantage of the time that you have um and work on on these aspects and please let me know if you have any questions so okay legit i'm done i thought this was gonna be like 10 minutes and i'm sure it was a half an hour so that's all you've been listening to the table for one podcast with rebecca Continue the conversation over in the Table for One Facebook group, find recipes or work with me over at nourishnutritionblog.com, or actually the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram at nourishnutrico, and you can click the link in my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.